0: You know, if you and I went in and said, gee, I love Pilsners, there might have been like three or four other people going, yeah, I do too. Oh, no, no. they Not for me. Not not for me. Too boring. And, you know, the the, the thread would run out after five um, comments, whereas you post about an EPA and I would guarantee that there's like 150 comments about it. Yeah. So it may be the most overrated, but the the reason it's overrated is because a lot of people are rating it.
1: Yeah. (laughs) You you know? know. (laughs) I think I understand the logic in that. <laughs> With over 25 years in the field, Cryer Malt have been bringing you the world's best local and imported malts. They are your premium brewing partner and proud supporters of this Good Brews Week. Sorry, Matt. I'm uh, G'day, Matt Kierkegaard. How are you? Good morning, Pete. They are Sorry, our I, I kind of went a bit sprookery there because uh, I'm kind of in sideshow alley, or should I say craft beer alley mode um, here at the Ecker. That's okay. I'm holding onto a pole and uh, pretending to get a little kid
0: out of the corner of the Dodgem cars. So, you know, sort of, uh, I was wondering where you were going with that just for a second. <laughs> uh, yes, we are in full on carny mode. We are. We've, mullets um, and all. The mullets
1: are growing out. We've uh, left a couple of teeth behind each day the oiliest t-shirts that we could find and uh no it's a lot of fun um let's talk our listeners through because we should apologize for those and particularly shane and all those others who made nice gentle hint comments that you know the podcast didn't come out at the the time that it normally does and so they had to you know resort to second string (laughs) uh, beer related podcasts to listen to
0: but isn't that in itself nice you know when we used to be incredibly irregular um to the point that we other people, uh, namely Luke Robertson, told us on our 200th episode that because we weren't regular, he went off and said, "Well, bugger it, I'm I'll do, do it myself." My <laughs> um, yeah, so it, it, it's nice that we're so regular that um, you can't quite set your watch by us.
1: But people are him planning their weeks around it. So. That is, and uh, we've been planning our week around sharing the love of uh, good beer with uh, the good people of Brisbane and surrounds, Southeast Queensland. Uh, they have come from everywhere, actually. We've got, uh, and, and it's interesting too to see plenty of. Um, uh, international students, uh, international visitors, who are all coming along and saying, "Oh, this is some like some really good beer. This is you know like what I can get at home, or this you know I haven't seen this anywhere else." And the tourists, Eka. particularly, we've had a couple of those stop by. And
0: then stay at the, at the top. We're not going to go through. We had a pretty good bang about the the exhibition yep. last week. But we'll, it, it, a week at the Eka is sort of like almost a um, compressed you know real time understanding of the broader beer industry because you, you see some key trends, you see massive changes. Over the last seven years, Prof, I am absolutely gobsmacked. We have had um, White Rabbit Red. Um, b- the uh, Lion is a sponsor of the show, and so we work with them, and they've got four taps, including uh, the, the Umundi beers that have been going down very nicely. But they've also given us White Rabbit Red, um, which is a barrel-aged you know, uh, mixed ferment beer. Yep. Sour. Sour. Very com- beautiful beer. Beautiful layers um, of complexity. White Rabbit Dark also on tap, and those beers are selling. We had a hazelnut choc porter that went in a day. Um, we've had uh, Pink Mist, um, so a raspberry saison. We've got a Goza, Bolter's uh, Hazy IPA. Bolter's Hazy IPA, and you know, seven years ago when we just sort of took that little beer fridge, and uh, it was it was a little beer fridge that could in a lot of ways. But it's amazing how much the tastes and the education and the knowledge and the awareness of craft
1: beer has changed over that period. Yeah, a couple of things um, and it's often the visual cues, but you, you notice and obviously because we're in the caper, we notice a lot more, but you see the um, brewery hats, brewery t-shirts, and um, and they're not necessarily coming up and wanting those beers. Some of them, are, you know, you think, oh, hang on, is this the rep come to see us? Or, oh, you really like the news? Oh, no, it's just the one I threw on this morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, the, but there is a lot more of that. So don't and underestimate if- the value of branding your brewery by having good, easy-to-read T-shirts. With your with your brand name and, on it. And up. and they do become people wear them
0: as a signifier or a badge, saying this is what, you know, um, I've been to Bali too, you know, it was the yeah. old bintang shirt or, yeah. you know, I'm a proud Queenslander. I've seen two Forex hats when once upon a time I think the Echo was a place you went to buy, went 4X to buy your Forex hat. hat, yeah. Or um,
1: you, you got it at the, the Channel Seven experience as part of your show bag or whatever it was. But um, so that, that's one of the one of the key differences. But yeah, like you touched on the it's the changing tastes. Um, <laughs> five years ago even two years ago you know if I'd said we, if you told me we'd, we'd have a couple of sours on you'd think oh I reckon that's probably still just a bit of a step too far now you get peanuts coming up and going oh they're the only two yeah. sours you've oh, got come <laughs> on yeah. 20 tabs. the alternative is take a step 100 metres that way and get yourself a, an iron jack both varieties both varieties um, yeah <laughs> or a 4x um, oh, you mean you've only got two sours yeah oh, oh. <laughs> So yeah, anyway, look. So that's that's you know I guess what um, seven years ago really Matt just started as a as a side hustle, um, and it's really grown, uh, yeah, to become something that's becoming a, an Necker tradition. Oh, it, it, we
0: were written about it in the paper today that we are you know it's come to the attention of the Queensland State
1: newspaper that people want something different and uh, and to get a story. Any story, you know, obviously at this time of the year, um, and I'm sure it's the same for the Royal Sydney. It's the same for Royal Melbourne. There's the you know about ten or thirteen pages in. There'll be a little piece about you know uh, food at the at the show, or you know what's the new attraction, or what's the um, the flashing light toy that's you know big this year, or what are, what's in the show bags. But to get one about the changing tastes of of beer and how exciting it is, um, and it's probably. It, good synergy as well because at the same time we're promoting the Royal Queensland Food and Wine Show Beer Awards, um, which were held for the first time this year back in March that you and I were both involved with um, after a a bit of a five-year or six-year hiatus. And it's really interesting that people are genuinely coming up and saying, oh, can I have the champion beer? Do you want to know what it was? was?" Yeah, exactly. No, just give so there's there's real cachet. um, And so from a brewer's point of view – being able to have a little badge on your your tap decal, or, or perhaps on the you know a, a tap talker or something like that to say you know gold medal beer or uh, trophy beer or grand champion, um, might actually have a bit more value than even we within the industry perhaps absolutely for People... from a consumer point of view. Yep, and
0: I, I guess like I've always been a little bit critical of when you're walking through the wine aisle of and you see every everything's got bottle's got a, a medal and it can be from the, the... do show or yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah whatever. But if you've got a prestigious award, it, it, it actually matters. And the flip side of that is that, you know, we've had the Burley Bock, which is just a sensational, magnificent beer. But a 6.7% German-style dark lager. Dark lager, and people, just because people want to try it, and then they've loved it. Yep. First question they ask then is, where can I get it? And it, it was a, like a bit of a one-off. It was a seasonal. They, I think, they did a second
1: batch. We were only able to get two kegs. The we, last two kegs. Yeah, um, and they had to be put. They had to be put aside for us because we um, we knew we'd been approached by the R and A to to run that that bar for them um, and showcase just Queensland and just award winning beers. Um, but then, yeah, it's it, That's the hard call where you've got to say you know what, this, that's the thing about the show, you've got to enjoy it now. But so for brewers, do you... But that's,
0: and, and that's the thing, you know, like having, a, having a, a beer that people want to try, but then not having it available. And it's, i tell you what, Prof, I'm so glad that I don't run a brewery because you, you, your money, I guess, primarily comes from your core range. And you bring out some of these seasonals to, you know, to stay relevant, to stay front of mind, to keep people going. Um, and, and to some extent, you're feeding the beast of, you know, that sort of always wanting something new. Yep. But then it's your core range that pays the bills. And, and how do you manage a brewery in, in that way? Because you need to constantly remind people of your core range. Um,
1: and I guess that's where we've got a little bit of an advantage in that we can steer people towards the brand rather than that particular beer. And just say, like, look look out for them in your independent bottle shops or, you know, wherever it might be, or go online... Look it up. The brewery will be able to tell you where you know where you can find it, and that's nothing too. We're getting a fair bit of feedback coming back that we're getting people uh, contacting breweries that have got beers on the uh, on Craft Beer Alley, saying, how'd you beer at the Ecker? Where can I get it? Can I, I get live it? in this area yeah. or this region." A lot or of people photographing the taps, and at first
0: I thought, like I thought, "Geez, everyone's going to be unchecking." Oh, it. Oh, it, shit, it, it, I'm, it, I'm deluxe, yeah. I thought, "Oh, it's liquor licensing? Is it RSA? Is it?" <laughs> but you it's you know, people photographing. <laughs> I've had this beer. I want to remember that tapped echo, so I know what to order, and um, what to look for, yeah. and, and and so it, it's a great branding opportunity. But the, the other thing that I've learned about it, you know, this is the you know seven things I needed to you know, know about life. I learned from the echo. Um, the other thing I learned about the uh, I'm learning is as a bar owner, you know, we've got six or seven breweries that are involved, but you know they all want eight their nine. eight or nine, but they all want their lager on, um, or they all want their you know core beer on, Australian-style pale ale it would be very easy to have five um, or six because if every brewery wants that on... Yeah, yep. Um, and as a bar owner, you, you don't want to offer six pale ales. You don't want to offer... And, and you need to have a bit of variety. And how do you choose um, between one brewery's pale ale and the next brewery's pale ale if they're both going to sell equally well? Hmm. And that's one of the challenge. I, I, again, I wouldn't want to be a sales rep sort of out there trying to convince... Because I'm at the stage now where with our 19 or 20 taps... Breweries want to be on um, with us. We uh, we we've reached saturation point in the exhibition because it's not a bar. I, I don't think you can add any more beer to it. But it's sort of saying, well, what do we take off?
1: You want us to put something on? What do we take off? Because it's a pretty cracking list. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, and particularly for you know for uh, for showgoers to be coming up and and pumping through a, a keg of uh, an eight percent Belgian, <laughs> de Bell. Uh, in a day and a half. You did have one or two of the people going, oh, I'll have that. That's the strongest beer you got. God, I'll have one of them. Mate, and taste it first. Yeah. Oh, no, I don't want that. <laughs> yeah.
0: Or, or, yeah, that'll do. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I can stomach that for the 8%. But there wasn't very many of that. There were a lot of people coming up and drinking it for, you know, they wanted that experience yeah. as yeah. opposed to the smash.
1: Yep. I think, too, there's a, there's a bit of a marketing um, trick that we've learned, too, that if you, if you put a little asterisk with one keg only or limited release... Which is the last one? It. The last one available in, outside the brewery. All of a sudden, people want what they think they might miss out on. Do you know something else? I've learned um, out of running this because the, the
0: Craft Beer Alley. It's fair to say you mentioned it before. Started as a side hustle. Um, the, the thing that I've learned most about this is how organized your business needs to be when, when you're running it. You know, we just sort of started. We will get a couple of cartons of beer, but now we've got movement. We've got breweries dropping off beer. We've got kegs going out. We've got wages to pay. Different style, yep. Yep. Um, You know, I've got money going into the bank account, not a lot of money, but we've got money going into the bank account, and I'm using zero for that. But, you know, what, oh, if, If I wasn't doing this once a year and I was running a brewery, I would want some software to help me manage this
1: entire process. Well, of course, Matt, finance is a hot topic for uh, for breweries, especially given that most craft breweries grow from, like you say, very similar to us, a a side hustle into a serious business. Did you know that Unleashed helps brewers gain maximum visibility on margins on either a per bottle or a per barrel or per tank uh, basis? And like I say, it connects with Zero, connects with QuickBooks Connect uh, for seamless cost breakdowns, point margins and reporting. My life would be a lot easier, Prof, because you're just I'm juggling at the moment and that sounds like the solution I need. And so, Brewers, uh, your life could be much easier too. So contact Unleashed Software for all of your finance needs. Seamless. <laughs> all right. Hey, there's some news. Anything been happening?
0: Oh, mate. Well, <laughs> I tell you what, thank you again to the, the Facebook group who do
1: uh, keep us posted because we... <laughs> Everyone's got time to look at the phone when you're changing kegs and chatting to people and meeting deliveries down in the alley and all that sort of thing, or,
0: and, or just serving people. And yeah. it, it, it's pretty. So thank you to all, all all of the team. And we will. We haven't completely crossed all of the news, but there have been a few things we've wanted to talk about. So uh,
1: what are we going to talk about today, Prof? Uh, let's start off with um, now Boston Beer Company. Is it possible that they're over beer? <laughs> in the same way that Booney was with his uh, Canadian Club and Dry whatever uh, promotion, uh, Boston Beer Company asking consumers to ditch their old alcoholic beverages and drink what they uh, inverted commas truly want, which apparently is hard seltzer. What what we would call alcoholic lemonade or
0: uh, yeah. Again, and you know, I've just been wading through my social media feed, but this seems to be the summer of seltzer in the US, where. Everyone's got it. Number of breweries that are bringing out, um, you know, hard seltzers, and to see Boston Beer Company, which is the largest um, independent craft brewery um, in in the US, um,
1: now incorporating Dogfish Head.
0: Now incorporating Dogfish Head, and you know, we, we've seen over the couple, the last couple of years, that their hard tea and their seltzers have been an increasing part of their business to the point that it now outsells their their beer brands. And it was, you know, double take, you know, head snap. Um, uh, it, yeah. sort of thing when you when you see this business. And 20 years ago, uh, Jim Cook was the guy who was out there rallying against Heineken, which was the big international lager, so saying, you know, why aren't we drinking local, you know, craft beer, craft beer, craft beer. He's been instrumental in um, the American Brewers Association, championing independence. They keep raising the cap to accommodate yeah, so his yeah. growth, and he's been a real revolutionary for beer and now suddenly to see his business taking a step out of the you know over beer campaign that was a direct swipe at beer um is really shows the evolution of the business that we're we're, we're
1: seeing do you think though in the same way that we added a a ginger beer to craft beer alley this year and it hasn't taken away from beer so people haven't oh, i'll have a beer oh you've got a ginger beer i'll have that instead it's people coming up and going oh, i heard you have a ginger beer oh, it's you good have a business ginger beer. yeah so is, well, this, we've got a is this a similar sort well. of thing? You go well. It, it's our beer sales are, are wherever they're at. We can actually build our business by offering something outside our core range without it cannibalizing, you know what what we what we're here to do.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's you know, and businesses they need to grow. They and the other thing is that if you've got all of your eggs in the one basket or all of the beers in the one barrel, um, if tastes change, if taste change. Absolutely.
1: Switches to so it does dip. give
0: a bit of security, but yep. that's where the, the the campaign. And I think Joe's going to throw in a little bit of audio now.
1: I love a barbecue. Oh, yeah. Find a new use for your old drink. Woo! Truly, a refreshing hard seltzer with only 100 calories. Drink what you truly want. And yeah, so and, and you hear it's that? So big name, big name, Comedy Central comedian. Yep. Um, Keegan Michael Key, Keegan Michael Key, Key, yeah. Key and, and Peel, so one half of the comedy duo. So it's not like they've just sort of got. Well, he's a voice, you know, like it's a recognisable voice, and he's also a, he's a voice actor. Yep. Um, so they're fairly serious, obviously, about pushing this this category.
0: So he's he's having
1: a go at the the big guys, but
0: it's still for a shot bre- of beer. for brewing
1: flavourless stuff yep. that's as close to water that you could put oh, it on your plant exactly. Yep. But it's. Uh, it, it, it's still having a
0: shot at category in, in, in a sense um, that's sort of saying, you know, maybe you don't want to drink beer, drink this. And so it, it, it's just an evolution, not, not a criticism, just an interesting evolution of the way when you, you see that craft beer was against something and for something um, to, to get it started as all revolutions need to sort of rage against something. That becomes a little bit more nebulous.
1: You know, what are we fighting against, yeah. um, yep. and 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 what are we promoting um, a, as you grow? Much in the same way as you, um, I think once referred to the Scottish brewery as uh, was it the Hard Rock Cafe, the uh, Hard Punk Cafe, Hard Punk Cafe, <laughs> <laughs> um, which leads us nicely into um, our uh, the Scottish brewery update for Good Brews Week this week. Um, Brewdog announced the appointment of a general manager.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm very exciting to see um, Lindsay Crawford, um, who was the brewery manager, and then uh, he and he the brewmaster, brewmaster, at Four Pines, at Four Pines, um, and he's coming up to Brisbane. So got
1: some fair credentials. He CUB malt shovel and Blue Tongue mm-hmm. before oh, going over to Four Pines, and so yeah, he's been appointed as the the general manager. For, uh, for the Brisbane Which I'm hoping to see if we, Is there any chance We'd be able to swing past oh, I As you to, drop me off At the airport I, like, I meant to pick you up Can we get um, a beer? Can we? Will, will we... <laughs> well, they're just Dialing it in bro. Oh, okay, so it's Still not quite ready <laughs> Still, I thought it still was dialing it in okay. <laughs> I've
0: got images Of James Watt there Tuning in Like Let's... a 1920s uh, Transistor radio <laughs> <laughs> And there's a whole lot Of static
1: oh, um, Gathered around The radiola
0: Actually just just Before we move on from that, And I don't want to give The Scottish brewery Any more uh, airtime Than we have to But it's It's fascinating because, you know, they, for a brewery that lives its life in the media and promises radical transparency, Um, I'd heard whispers that a general manager had been appointed and so, because Four Point Pines had sort of put out an advertisement for for their, uh, for Lindsay's replacement Um, and straight away, oh, exciting news, Brewdog, you've uh, appointed Crickets. You know, in in, in there. And I just have to say, look, you know, after two or three emails, look, if you're just not going to bother applying, at least tell me you're not. So you know, I'm not wasting your time and you're not wasting my time.
1: At least no emails are getting through. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Just deliberately being ignored.
0: Absolutely. And uh, no, absolutely nothing. And so we don't know whether there are any other appointments. They were meant to have an open day on the exhibition show holiday um, that was meant to get people, hopefuls, who wanted to work there. We went, you yeah, know, checked it this week, went to a dead page. So... God knows what they're doing, but they're, but just to follow on, um, you know, Brewdog Brisbane hasn't opened, and I've just started to see there was I think at Hull one of that in, in the UK and one in Berlin. And um, oh no no Hull, they announced a year ago that they are opening a bar oh, in Hull. Right. Yes yes. And yeah. suddenly a year later, the Hull local papers going,
1: "Where's our brewery Brewdog?
0: Oh no, so where's our where's our bottle shop Brewdog uh, Brewpub? Brew uh, <laughs> Brew or where's just our pub? Yeah, haven't opened. I mean, haven't." saying nothing you know big announcement then nothing um
1: so who knows who knows what they're doing uh, perhaps they've um, fallen foul of um the government which is uh, set to audit venues over glass measures matt now we we often and just at the echo every year somebody comes around from weights and measures or whatever it's called now the, the government department um so if you're serving workplace and, health and safety yeah if you're man. but if you're advertising you know uh it, one kilo of whatever for for this they price. Check your scales. they check your scales they check well how do you know you know what's what you're marking so for us they come and say what are you serving out of can I have a look at one of them they make sure that it's marked with the amount and yep. that somewhere on the on our advertising we've got the price and what you what what quantity you're getting uh for that price but so potential fines of up to two hundred ten thousand dollars for underpouring drinks so I don't know whether is this a, an issue with hotels using either uh, non-standard uh, branded glassware or fancy glassware or or something like that, and and hoping that it's or assuming that it's a pint, but it's a is it imperial or metric or is it yeah, well my a understanding is or a schmitty or a
0: yeah like the, the consumer needs to know what they're getting for what they pay for, Um and it, it it's interesting that when we did this, I thought well yeah everyone knows a pot is two eighty five to a schooner but it's not because nowhere in legislation is pot does it say defined. that a queensland schooner has to be the same
1: as a new south wales yeah, schooner or, or what
0: a schooner is it doesn't say a schooner is this yeah. so you can put a schooner of whatever um, but sell 285 right um, because it's the common acceptance of the schooner but the glass has to have stamp on it what the 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 volume is, yep. and that was something that I'd, I'd not ever quite clued to. And I think you meant to advertise in the venue, um, or let people know what size they're buying for the price. Um, so you can't, you know, just put a a glass there that doesn't have somewhere written on it what the size is, um,
1: so you know exactly what you're getting. Well, Matt, it's all a moot point because. Um uh, as we saw this week in an opinion piece by Simon Nielsen, who's the head brewer at Central Waters Brewing Company in uh, Wisconsin, uh, craft is dying anyway. So, oh, look, it, it, yeah, it it, headline. It in a paper cup, don't care.
0: No, no, and, and, and that's, yeah, so, so that's the sort of headline that we don't do at Bruce News. you no, know, that's where you right. We sort of take out one thing. And because I actually avoid that sort of article generally, and it was only the person who'd shared that into my feed, and I can't give them a shout out. It was. Um,
1: one of our Facebook groups.
0: No, it might have been Jamie Girardo, um, just oh, okay. an American yeah. Yeah, who, who, who shared it and sort of came up and I thought, oh, if he, if he shared it, there must be something in there that's interesting. And it was, it, there were some interesting points. It was about the the you know the loss of creativity and the loss of invention. And, uh, you know, craft brewers are swimming like a school of fish. You know, one jigs right, everyone Went jigs right. Um,
1: Let's all brew a hazy. Let's let, all brew a gozer.
0: And I, I think I touched it. It's been a blurry week. Um, I think I touched on it last week um with the the the, the, the kvik yeast you know there was a great story on good Beer hunting about kvik that it was you know found and isolated and it was this really interesting and over the last six months um every week there's a new kvik um
1: <laughs> so sorry trademark that
0: um but yeah like and everyone's suddenly doing it, and you know a, a year ago it was uh, Brewed IPAs, Um, and you know, before that, it was whatever, and uh, yeah, milkshakes are constantly there, and but everyone's doing it. But again, you can't criticize brewers for not
1: giving people. If somebody's brewing something, and then that's what people want, then you say, okay, well, my brewery. If people are coming in and going, "Have you got a milkshake IPA like so and so does?" Then I guess you you've got to, even though you haven't hoed that road yourself. There's no reason you can't follow in someone else's, you know, tie-tread. Absolutely. And, you know, but to,
0: to follow on, you, you see on the Facebook pages quite a bit, you know, people are going, oh, you know, Lion and CB, they're just driven by the accountants. And, you know, they are much more, or much more obviously, or to a much greater extent. Yeah, yeah. Um, Because as, of, as most good businesses need to be when they get to a certain scale. Well, the, the, the reason they're in that mainstream is because they are catering to a mainstream. Mm. But the number of sales reps... Um, or the number of brewers who talk about their sales reps coming off the road and saying, oh, you know, the sales rep, you know, everyone's asking me, are we going to make one of these? Are we going to make one of these? Um, or, you know, and, and that can be a, a light, crisp lager. And, mm. and we, we've seen this week, Bolter Pilsner, that has just been so well received um, in, in the scale of the exhibition, but they've discontinued it and brought mm. in a, like a, just a, a lighter, crisp lager going for a, a bigger thing. Now,
1: they're not dumbing anything down. They're catering to a market. Well they're responding to, you know, if the tap room if if in the, in their tap room, which is basically your your R and D lab mm. um, where you've got a whole heap of uh, not only unpaid um, you know, commentators, but they actually come in and pay to give you their opinion. And if the if the lager's outselling the, the Pilsner by, you know, ten schooners, whatever size that is, to one, um, <laughs> then you go, Okay, well maybe we need to maybe the Pilsner's had its time. The market wants lager yeah then you give them a lager don't like you know I want to say, well no, we stuck with pillsnp right up to that point where we had to close the doors and the <laughs> yeah. and the auditors the creditors came in. We went into liquidation, but we stuck to our guns, and you know again, the cooper's like had a bit of a chop at them um
0: because you know on one hand the, the annual uh vintage jail, um yep. came out, they offered to fly me down to Sydney you know and I just I said, look. Tell me the hops that you're using, and I'll be able to write the media release. You know, three weeks out. I don't need to try the beer. You know, it's a, it's 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 a dog and pony act. Um, I'm not going to waste a day flying down to Sydney just to be there at, at, at the launch. Um, but at, at the same time, you'd miss it if it was gone. Yep. But it's just not exciting. And you know, Coopers sparkling in cans. It's it's hardly innovation. Whilst well, you know they always put the innovation word into the media release. It's hardly innovation when you're the 177th, 177th yeah. brewery to put into cans, particularly when you were actually the first person. They were the first brewery to put Dr. Tim's Dr. in cans,
1: which was the an unfiltered version of the the pale ale.
0: Yeah, and I have to dig out the um, the email exchange from ten years ago. Oh, you're going to do this? You know, cans are a big thing in the US. Are you guys going to sort of put your? Oh no, no, no. You know, no, no, no. We we don't think there's a market for it. And suddenly, all of the cool kids have turned their hats back around uh, the the other way and. Uh, Coopers has joined in. But you've got to do it, Um, and that's the thing. So, yeah, you can persist. Um, Interesting fact, Pete, is that Coopers has only been available in kegs, um, I think since the 80s, for a long time. They weren't a draft beer. They they were a a bottle-only beer, and they used to do the the home deliveries uh, way back in the day. I think I'm getting that. I've got to return to my uh, Coopers book. But, yeah, so even keg Coopers or Draft Coopers, is a fairly is it, recent an, uh, innovation. Innovation. Yeah. Or,
1: in, yeah. <laughs> you say That's innovation. innovative. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I don't say a lot of things now. You'll notice that I'm uh, choosing my words very carefully so as not to uh, give too many people free hits on Good Brews Week bingo. Um, <laughs> yeah,
0: well, let, let's talk about that because a I'm couple getting, of people... No, I'm have... getting a little
1: bit... You did. Not paranoid. Um, but I'm getting a bit, yeah, aware. Self-aware. <laughs> well, just because do I, need to, do I need to just mime the whole thing? Do I need <laughs> to interpret phone it in or yeah. <laughs> but, well, sign language? Funnily
0: enough, because I know look I, I know that I'm a little bit idiosyncratic in my you know, approach to things and I You reckon? <laughs> apropos of that, Pete. Um, <laughs> um and, and so as soon as people start commenting on any of these um any of these things that catch have, words um, but being, straight away I think it's me I think I don't say that do I I don't say that and James Atkinson
1: said seriously it's prof prof yeah
0: <laughs> also going, well I, I don't notice it
1: um, oh. you know apropos the, the puckered sphincter <laughs> I think they're all mine it's fair to say
0: but again it's it's pleasing that people are listening and uh, we we're Recording that
1: last week when that came up as it came through, yeah. So yeah, doing it live. Um, A brewery called Manhattan Project Matt has decided to release a beer called Bikini Atoll, and um, it's fair to say that this has blown up. (laughs) 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 I I, I know you're not supposed to laugh at your own jokes, but I hadn't heard that one. Um, Yeah, so received a letter of complaint from the Republic of the Marshall Islands, and uh, we do thank Adam. What came first? Did somebody else? alerting us on the Facebook page for this. But
0: did the, did it come initially from the Marshall Islands government or did somebody say, hey, guys? I don't you know. I only sort of know it
1: of it as a because I studied it um, at university in, in history and the whole Manhattan project was essentially the uh, development and testing of the atomic bomb. Tubular steel. It was like the English had, I think.
0: I was going to say tubular, tub, tubular bells. Tubular bells. Tubular bells, but no, it was, bell bells. I think uh, tubular alloy.
1: Alloy was the uh, English version. There's okay. a great
0: movie about it recently. About- oh, right, okay,
1: yeah, yeah, yep. And Marilinga, obviously, in uh, Outback out South Australia, was used for, for some testing And you yeah, And I, I, I think we've got fairly differing
0: views about this because, again, I, I think this is a little bit different from you know, overt sexism or just derogatory. Yep. For me, this is an insensitive beer name, and it's bad marketing because you want people to associate your beer with positive things yeah. um, and, yeah. and, and not negative things. And mm. um, it d- depends on, you know, I guess it depends on how broadly your worldview is and things like that. If you're sitting in, you know, relative comfort in, in America, you might think that it's quite funny to sort of talk about the Bikini Atoll you know, and bomb Project and things like that and make it fun. For, for people who are living there, probably not not so fun. Um, in fact, absolutely not so fun. And, uh, But again, I, I, I just don't know how widely we in our little secure places are meant to think about how, how, far, how, how far do we need to put our minds to, to think about um, who's going to be offended or who's going to be upset. Again, I,
1: I, I, I think these guys oh, have gone over the line. I think that's the, the, the hub of it. You can, you can sit around and you can choose... To take offence and be offended and carry on like a pork chop, if you want, or you can say, in a free market society, I'm not going to buy that beer. And if they, if the if enough people feel that way, they won't be making and, any more beer. But I, I think all. you
0: can ex- still express yourself online about it. And yeah, yeah again, like I, I think this is bad I think this is um, very um, callous um, labeling, personally. But then again, I look at the extremity of some of the um, responses to it which is what you're talking about. And sure, don't buy the beer. Send a, a note of displeasure. Mm. And, and even, you know, chip online. Look, th- this is a beer that I'm not going to buy. Um, and enough people... But there's such angry outrage that it's... In, in a lot of ways, it's no different from the things that some of those people are upset about in the first place. And it, like, it, It's a really, really hard, complex and, issue. Yeah, um, And
1: you can argue too that it's all the... Um, the carry-on afterwards is what actually gives the, the thing far more... Uh, advertising, far more airtime than, than it would have got if everyone just let it go through to the keeper and go, eh, dud name, not going to buy that beer. Well, except out, an, page, angry outrage. Point. Angry outrage
0: is also working because we've we've seen so many quick backdowns in in the face of angry outrage. Um, but that also and,
1: and then and then a pig pile that it wasn't a sincere enough apology. Yeah.
0: Well, and and, and which is a whole other issue. But <laughs> exactly. again, look, you know, I, yeah, don't don't call your beer after human suffering is basically
1: um speaking of human suffering we have it's we're gonna have to get, get back to the to our stand and uh serve the great people of this fine borough um some beer so we we do need to wrap up so we'll jump into the mailbag and don't forget you can review us on itunes or send us an email or something on our facebook group page and be in the draw for the letter of the week uh, everyone will get a bar blade, and one person will get a six-pack. Thanks to our very good friends at Beer Cartel. Um, some of those beers, Matt, may even contain some Rellings labels, and not contain hopefully uh, ho- nothing ho- in hopefully particular. Hopefully, not contained Rellings labels. Oh, wrapped sorry, in. Uh, wrapped in, um, contained therein is what I should have said. Uh, we met one half of, of Rellings labels and stickers. Popped up to the bar, bought him a beer. Yes, yeah. So, who it, was it? Which you? Was remember? Paul. It was Paul. Um, Paul and Brad, Paul so was- and Brad
0: at Relling's uh, Labels, and uh, yeah, it was really great nice to hear at that. Um, yeah, you know, we've had great feedback from brewers who have used their, their labels, and it's also nice that people are hearing of Relling's Labels from from the podcast. So, yeah, exactly. You now, Pete, it, it, it's funny. The other thing I've noticed is the number of people who come up to you and spontaneously say, "So, what's Relling's number?" Um, <laughs> and, and you have memorized it and uh, yeah at the bar. So, Pete, what's uh, Rowling's number?
1: Um, I reckon, Matt, off the top of my head, because the last time I stuffed, I got the number right, but I won 800 it instead of won 300-ing it. So, I'm going to say it's one three hundred eight five two two three five. To discover a more efficient way to get your small batch canning labels done. And packaging. And packaging. Is that and right? And stickers. Yeah, Hang on, I've stickers. Got to, I have to check now. What did I say? one 852 235 Mic drop. If this wasn't a $5,000 microphone. (laughs) Oh, that's cool. It's all right. So that's that's looked up. Mailbag. mailbag. Ah, James Omond, um, regular contributor, uh, good friend of the program and a contributor to the Facebook group. To add to the liquor regulation gone mad file, liquor licensing police in the Northern Territory have been demanding the removal of soy sauce from (laughs) supermarket shelves. Do you reckon any of the store owners asked them why aren't you out there catching robbers and murderers?
0: <laughs> and again, look, a lot of people have shared this with me uh, apropos of fair, um, and I, I can't work out. I, I haven't dug deep enough into it to, to really work it out, but it seems that any product that has alcohol in um, over a certain level and vanilla essence and you know, yeah. all, all of these things have yeah. alcohol in
1: angostura bitters. Um.
0: And, and again, I don't want to minimise it because there are communities that have problems and are drinking things that you know are harmful for, yep. for the alcohol in it, so, and so I don't know, know the issue. But I'm not aware of it actually being a problem um, necessitating selling vanilla essence
1: in licensed premises. Sweet. Nigel Ayling, also in the Facebook group, uh, responding to why craft beer is dying. Uh, absolutely, says Nigel. We're all chasing the next big thing, but 101 marketing and business advice is be different f- to your competitors so you stand out, otherwise you become a commodity. Find a niche doing something you are really good at and carve it out and make it your own space. Own it! Exclamation mark. End of sensible advice. Beginning of social media rant. Besides, neepers are the most overrated style ever made. He's put with a little smiley face emoji.
0: <laughs> well, that's probably apropos of the uh, earlier story. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Uh, weighing
1: in on that. And yeah, look, there's a, there's a lot to be said. He's spot on for for, for carving your own niche and, and doing your own thing. Uh, but at the end of the day, if you're bringing people over to craft beer, that you're not coming over to Bolter's Hazy IPA. You're not coming over to Ballistics Pale Ale. You're not coming over to Fallon's you know, 8% Double. Um, you're coming over to this... Uh, Nipa craze or a hazy beer? Do you have one? Mm. I, th- I think in a lot of cases people are coming over because they've heard of a something that you know maybe a sour or a you know brute IPAs or whatever. Okay, I didn't particularly like beer, but I've heard that this is uh, something new. So you're not necessarily looking for a brand or a brewer. You're looking for that style. Yep. And I can understand why. Yes, we're different, but yes, we do make one of those beers. In the same way that you know, I guess we're lucky. Uh, the winemakers. If you're if you're making your own wine from your estate grapes, you can only make wine from the grapes that you've grown, mm. really, and and still call on that. We we can say well with our brewery, we can create fifty different we can make anything we styles want, if we want because yeah. that's the nature of beer.
0: But you know and, and he, he makes a point. But there, I mean, there's a certain level of irony. Um, Nigel runs the We Love Craft Beer
1: Craft Beer Crew Australia. No, no, no we Beer. We Love, love Craft, Craft beer. beer
0: Facebook page. Yep. Um, and it, it, it's easy to say NEPA is the most overrated style, but I would love to see some stats on if somebody posts about a NEPA, I'm willing to bet that there are more comments... Oh, the generation, yeah. In, in, ...in his own Facebook group than if... Any other... You know, if you and I went in and sort of said, gee, I love Pilsners, there might have been like three or four other people going, yeah, I do too. Oh, no, no. They're, not they're, for me. Not, not for me. Too boring. And you know, <laughs> the, the, the thread would run out after, after five yeah um comments whereas you post about an epa and i would guarantee that there's like 150 comments about it yeah, yeah. so it may be the most overrated but it, the, the reason it's overrated is because a lot of people are rating
1: it yeah
0: <laughs> you, you know you know
1: i think i understand the logic in that Alison <laughs> uh, Matt, we must sign off because we must get going but before we do uh just a couple of shout outs uh to steve from uh, the Sunday Sesh. Yep. So Steve-O, of Steve, Mick and Steve-O, uh, who popped into the bar and I was, we we're having a bit of a chat and I thought, I recognise this bloke from somewhere. Was he in the other day? Is he one of our regulars from the from the ECA? And so I said, mate, have you been here before? He goes, no, no, I've been, I've been to Gab's though. I thought, oh, okay, maybe I've seen him at Gab's and completely didn't realise until halfway through the conversation uh, that, it was, uh, that it was Steve-O. And the reason I bring that up is because I now wonder whether... Um, you and I don't get recognised if we're not together. You know, if, if we're not the double act, you go who, who knows Laurel oh, without Laurel with Laurel Hardy. With Hardy. <laughs> so I felt really embarrassed. I thought, oh look, if the three of you are here, I'd go, oh Steve McStevo. <laughs> but you take one of them out of their natural habitat. Not that the bar is not his natural habitat, but just sort of where I. I, I and look, I've only met him once, but so I had to apologise. I thought i would give him a shout out on the on the podcast, um, because I didn't. Because I recognised him, but not couldn't work out where from, and then leading on from that, speaking to a couple of guys yesterday, um, who hadn't met, but I but I knew of, and introduced myself, and they said, "Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, oh, Bruce News, okay, yeah, no worries." But then halfway through the conversation, get, oh, I've got it now, now that you're talking, I'm recognising the voice. <laughs> so I don't know, If we maybe you know speaking of commoditising and that sort of thing? If, you know, are we just a voice? Mate, we're just a brand. <laughs> we're just a hollow brand. Are we overrated? Yeah. Shills. I Shills. Hope not.
0: Just industry shills. Yeah,
1: yeah. But on that note, thank you very much to to Crymalt, to Rawlings Labels and Stickers, and to Beer Cartel and Unleashed Software software. for making all of this possible. And uh, as we always do, leave the special thanks for you, the listener, for um, listening and making this all worthwhile. And thank you very much to Joe, who is uh, sitting patiently waiting on the other end of the line uh, for us to press send, and uh, we have operators waiting, waiting to to edit our call. (laughs) So hopefully we've uh, we've gone with the The Neil Young one session take, uh, one take session, uh, and she can just basically put a bit of music at either end. I can hear some of it coming in as we speak. It's just (laughs) one extended jazz riff. This thing isn't it? (laughs) That's that's it. It's pretty much all jazz. It's all pretty much improvised. Yeah, it's fusion. It's whatever it is. Um, Thanks very much. Uh, If you are in Brisbane and uh, you get so you'll get this today friday still a weekend. we're here on saturday and sunday still plenty of really good beer um if you're from and Brisbane beer barons a few people booze. have come down let us know if you're um, if you're in one of the facebook groups or if, if you know us through um the facebook group or through Brews news or good Brews week um just sing out and let us know because i'd love to know that um that you're finding good beer at the echo we can have if it's not too busy we can have a bit of a chat otherwise we'll see you next week for the next episode
0: And thanks to our good friends at Beer Cartel, the Letter of the Week will receive a mixed six-pack of Australian craft beer. When Brews News cast and crew are buying online, we buy at Beer Cartel. We love hearing your thoughts on the stories we cover because beer is a conversation.